Listener supported. WNYC Studios. Hey, it's Latif from Radio Lab. Our goal with each episode is to make you think, how did I live this long and not know that? Radio Lab, adventures on the edge of what we think we know. Listen wherever you get podcasts. Scott, let's go. No, I'm Eddie. They sound the same, but I'm always Eddie Vedder. I'm never Scott Stapp. Anytime someone's trying to impersonate me, yeah. they're like, dude, I sing your songs in karaoke, man. Check it out. <laughs> dude, you can't blame me for getting two stupid things confused. Okay, but Eddie Vedder's like hot, though. I know, he is. Yeah. High key. And he's like... Like that album he did with Cat Power with like the ukulele is like hot. Like, or as white dudes say, the ukulele is so hot. <laughs> White dudes are always like karate and like it's karaoke. So, it's like, it's so embarrassing. Isn't it? It's like such yeah. a man bun thing to do. Yeah. Like, but, but Barack did that too. He was like, karaoke. Okay, okay. Karate. Manga. Anime. <laughs> he should be allowed to do whatever he wants. He's like the leader of the United States. But also like that was a total dad move. I know, but he's like a dad. Like, you know that That's photo true. where he's on the bike like with those jeans. <laughs> so fine. I love his dad jeans. Oh, he's so fine. Yeah. I'm going to miss him. I'm going to miss him, too. Hey, guys, it's me, Phoebe. And Jessica Williams. And you are listening to Two Dope Queens, a podcast that tackles the big questions like, do I have a soul? Wait, do turtles have souls? Will Phoebe stop trying to get me to do aims with her? Not with me, with a dude. Oh, okay. Still, hell no. You know, it's hot. Hockey players are hot. Are there, like, any Dominican hockey players? That'd be cool. We yeah, should, that'd be like, awesome. brown it up a little bit. Oh, we should brown up everything. Speaking of brown, we got Hadia Robinson, Jordan Carlos, and Kevin Barnett. What if we got Kevin Garnett? He is such a beautiful chocolate man. His shoulders. Mm. <laughs> oh, my uh, gosh. Wow. What an entrance. That was so great. I felt so fancy. I felt, I felt like, like a real housewife. I felt like, I felt like Oprah like welcoming me like Diane Sawyer to like yeah. my compound. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? This Just, is like the week where they go to Australia. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> She's like, we've got Hugh Jackman and Vegemite. <laughs> well, welcome to Two Dope Queens, everybody. Um, this is, I can't believe so many people are standing. This is literally cray. Yeah, this is insane. This yeah. is like when we went to Afropunk. Yeah. You know <laughs> this, what I mean? This is our Afropunk for sure. Yeah, yes, yes, like yes. if they, if, well, yeah, there's probably a lot of the same people there too. Yeah. <laughs> we should just all like bust over afterwards. And be yeah. like, What's up to them, like, Monet? Wait 10 days and then yeah. just go. I like that plan. <laughs> Um, so you have uh, you have a, a bit of business going on. Well, you you did. You were going to go to Italy. Yeah, I was going to go to Italy, and I'm actually gearing up to shoot a movie in a few days, which is very exciting. <laughs> Pray for me, y'all. Um, I'm very excited. It is so exciting. But I know you were bummed about the fact that you're not going to be in Italy and like yeah, experiencing yeah. that culture. But I feel like you could bring Italy here. Like, yeah. Italy's a state of mind. Like, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, everywhere you turn is Italy. Like, Has anybody here been to Italy? Oh, wow. Would you say Italy's like a state of mind? 
Yeah, it's yes. Yeah, it's yes. I feel like, okay, so like, of course you go to Italy, you want to be like on a gondola with like a guy yeah. wearing like a fucking Where's Waldo sweater. Like, yeah. The one gondola I've been on was at the Venetian in Las Vegas and it was, <laughs> I had a Cadillac margarita in hand and a hoverboard in the other, so. That's Italy. Yeah. Um, and so you want to like be on a gondola and have that breeze, okay? But you can have that here. There's like something analogous to that. Like, okay, you know when you're waiting for the subway and yeah, like that? Yeah gush of wind comes uh-huh. and then like a like a, a New York Post from two years ago flies up in the air that and is the same also, experience like, you think it's like the same experience you think it's gonna be refreshing but it's still like the same hot stank ass air yes you're that's like finally Italy. some air and it's like shit in your yeah. face <laughs> that's Italy okay, okay. That's, that's that's boring that's Italy okay you want some fresh za there's Sbarro yeah. that's yeah, Italy Sbarro just go to Penn Stage. You're yeah, there. Yeah. You know? It's and I fine. did that. I uh, ordered, I just got in them from Amazon one of those um, zoodle makers. What's you a know? zoodle I, maker? I like, just put like a fucking zucchini and then it gives me like all these zucchini noodles. Okay, that's so goop of you. That's Dude, ridiculous. you know I'm teeter tottering on gooping. Like, <laughs> I'm fascinated by the culture and lack thereof and <laughs> the manufacturing of it all. It's like so so um, special that I got it this week, too. Yeah. Because you just put a zucchini on it, and then you're like, when the moon hits your eye, and then it's like, so much zucchini strings come out. Yeah, that's And then Italy. I can just like throw a fucking ragu on it and call it a life. That's Italy. You Tight. watch Eat, Pray, Love, just watch the eat part. That's Italy. Yeah. We get, you know what I mean? Like, done. All right, yeah. I feel, I'm starting to feel a little better. Right? I appreciate it. This feels like Italy in here tonight. Yeah, this tonight. is Italy. This is the demographic of Italy, basically. I really want to thank you guys for making it all the way over here. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, we uh, had a fun day trip yesterday, a couple days ago. Yeah, on Saturday, we went to, we went to the beach. Mm-hmm. We went to Rockaway Beach, which mm-hmm. was so fun. Yeah, it's a completely different fucking world out there. Wow. Yeah. It's great because, you know, when you first come, like when I first moved to New York, everyone was like, Coney Island. And then you like step by, you're like, Band-Aids, needles, what? This is the beach? Okay. It's like the rocks aren't even crushed that well. Like this is like coarse sand. (laughs) But like Rockaway Park or Rockaway Beach is like amazing. And you, you got there after I thoroughly embarrassed myself. What did you do? So I can't um, believe I missed it. I know you would have you would have like laughed your pants off or a swimsuit or whatever. So we were walking to the beach because uh, we stayed at uh, we met up at a producer's house. Jen, she lives like right by the beach, Woo! which is very cool. And so we we walked uh, we were walking down the sand down down the boardwalk to the beach or whatever. And um, I'm always like making fun of the way like a dude comes. So I'm always just like, ooh, ooh. <laughs> what's that about you guys? You guys want to talk about that? <laughs> <laughs> That's Italy. That Why does that keep Italy. happening? <laughs> I'm bringing Italy to the masses. Um, so I was going on and on. I was like, why do guys come that hard? Like, it can't be that good. Like, I'm just laying there like, I'm like, get a fucking grip. And I'm going on and on about how to Get a like, grip. Yeah. <laughs> that is so trife. <laughs> That would be, that's like... Could you imagine, like, 
getting sexually aroused and then having to deal with like this erect serpent in between your legs. And the only way you can fulfill that is if you do like this. <laughs> and how maybe like a little bit embarrassing that is. For sure. I, I have a little bit of empathy, but it's also a part of like, just tone it down a little bit. Right. Yeah. So I'm just like going on and on doing this impression. I was, I thought I was walking with a bunch of other WNYC people behind me. I'm like, I'm fucking killing this. Like, why is no one laughing? <laughs> like why is no one just like dying I turn mm-hmm. around it's a fucking family <laughs> with like two sons and they're like carrying like a beach ball the mom is just like really just like okay you're gonna say that right now we have a lot to talk about now like so that was mortifying but like he also like needs to know like don't like in 10 years you're gonna do that horse shit and he's going to... Re- Teach me on. Yeah, so I'm like, I remember this like, crazy black lady being like, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> And I should not do that. Cool. She literally scarred me for life. Um, <laughs> now I can't communicate my thoughts, feelings, grunts, or needs at all during sex. <laughs> His wife's like, this bitch. Um, that's really funny. Yeah. Well, I would have been laughing. Um, were you guys ready to get this show started? <laughs> Oh my gosh, we have a fantastic lineup for you guys. We're gonna bring on our next act. She's so funny. She She's killing it all over the city, America on TV, BET, everything. Please get up for Hadia Robinson. Uh, my mom's on my Facebook page, guys, and it needs to stop. (laughs) Like, okay, for parents, I get it if your kid is, like, under 19, under a certain age. Yeah, you want to kind of know what the fuck is going on. I'm 30-something. You don't want to know everything I'm doing, Mom. She's always trying to decode my post. I was on your Facebook page, and I saw it, it was a it was an emoji with a dollar sign and a tongue and, and an eggplant. What does that mean? <laughs> it means the rent is paid, bitch. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> She's always, like, trying to figure out what I'm posting and why I'm posting. I, you know, she, was, she called me. I feel like you need liquor to have a good time. <laughs> I was like, no, Mom. I need weed. I need. I need it. I do. Weed is like... Whatever, whatever, whatever the fuck that was that David Banner got when he turned green, that's what weed does for me. That's what it does. I'm, I feel like I'm the smartest person in the world when I'm high. I feel like I'm so smart that when I'm sober, I'm actually autistic. I believe that. I believe that. I be thinking some fly ass shit. <laughs> My mom, I love her. She's just, she don't get it. She called me, he, I want you to start eating organic. I was reading about what's going on with the food, and you got it. No, okay, let me just be clear. My mom is black, and this is how she sounds, okay? 
she's so healthy, I don't think her lungs can get enough air in them anymore. I feel like, yeah, it's just, I was, I'm so concerned. You just, you gotta eat more organic. You just, so much going on. The food and the cancer and the GMO and the NSA and Obamacare and Donald Sterling and how to get away with murder, the season finale. I was like, Ma, yeah, okay, right. I, I should be eating organic, but you know what's worse than me not eating organic? Me sucking dick under a bridge. <laughs> so I can afford to eat organic. Like, I can't. <laughs> Is that what you want for your baby girl? Is that what you... <laughs> uh, uh, I read this article the other day. It said the most, the most undervalued person in the family is the childless aunt. Did any other lonely bitches see that article? To anybody? A <laughs> couple of us, right? Did you get offended? I got offended. I was like, fuck does that mean? First of all, the childless aunt is the savior of every family. She is. True. It's real. You know why? Because she always got McDonald's money. How about that? Boom. Remember how important McDonald's was? You did something good in the day. You come up, you get in the car with your mom. Can we, can we go to McDonald's? Your mom be like, do you got McDonald's money? Nope. The childless aunt do. That bitch is balling. Yeah. <laughs> ask, your, yeah. ask your childless aunt. She's like, oh, word, 20 piece nuggets for everybody. Fuck it. <laughs> it's extra for sauce. I don't give a fuck. Sauce for everybody. <laughs> and a childless aunt is honest when the parents ain't honest. Parents be lying. They be lying. You know, parents look at the kid, you're beautiful, you're smart, you can have anything, do anything, the sky and the oysters and everything. And When you're a childless aunt, you can be honest, you can tell the kids shit they need to hear. Like, hey, if you don't get them grades up, you better get your body together so you can start stripping. You don't got a housewife face. <laughs> that's right. Be honest. Be honest. Shit, that's what I told my niece. You just start getting cute. You just, just. I was in the hospital. I had to leave for a minute to get my head together and think about what I just saw. You was disgusting. Some of y'all are like, oh, why did you fuck that? Whatever, guess what? She just graduated high school. God is good. See that? That's right. Keep it gangster with the kids. You know, the other thing about the childless aunt is like they know when the sister or brother is at the, on the edge. Like, I could call my sister, and as soon as she get on the phone, she breathing on her. I'm going to kill your nephew. I'm like, all right. So when I jump into action, right? I go over there, I get my sister out of the house. We go, we go party, do some drugs, some karaoke. We fucking kick it. 
I try to take her to the edge of her life. I want her to believe. Like, by the time I take her home, I want her to know that she almost didn't make it. (laughs) She come in the house. She start picking up and cleaning, cooking for the kids. Like, shit. I almost died tonight. (laughs) Kids, get in here. I love you. I love you. (laughs) Almost didn't make it. (laughs) I got eight nephews, you know. Yeah, man, eight nephews. So it's a lot of shit going on, you know. Had to call all of my nephews and talk to them about what to do if they got pulled over by the police. This is a very scary time for black people, right? I made eight individual calls. I called all my nephews. I said, look, hey, if you get pulled over by the cops, this is very important. Shoot yourself. That's it. You just, you got a better shot if you shoot yourself. Don't all. We seen the fucking video. Now y'all gonna get sensitive. Whatever. I'm like, if the police come, just start choking yourself. I got it. I got me. Back up. Back up, sir. I don't want to hurt you while I'm hurting me. Fake your death. When you get to the coroner's office, you zip yourself out of the body bag and sneak out. (laughs) Got to get to my nine o'clock class. These motherfuckers is bullshit. Look at all the black people like, that is a solid plan. That is a solid fucking plan. I don't have kids, man. Uh, But I'm dating dudes with kids, which is like, fuck. It is. I feel like dudes just expect that women are supposed to want to take care of their kids. We're supposed to want to come in and be a part of your bullshit-ass family. No. Fuck your kid. Like, straight up. Like, for real, fuck your kid. (laughs) Fellas, I'm gonna be honest. This is the only time y'all sexy with kids. When the baby is small. (laughs) How many ladies ever been out, seen a dude in the park, he got the baby strapped to him, right? Look at all the women like, oh, bitch, say it again. What is, oh, what is he wearing? He got the baby strapped to his chest. It looked like he going skydiving and the baby is the parachute. It's sexy as shit. He always standing somewhere doing this number right here with the baby just bouncing. He want to show you he a good dad. I don't give a shit about this baby. He looking to see who looking at him. Right? That shit is sex. As soon as I see it, I immediately ovulate. Anybody else just... yeah. You do. You just lay an egg right there in the park. Ah, oh, shit. I got to go in the house. I can't be out here. It's eggs. <laughs> Girl, I can't meet you for drinks. I just ovulated. God damn it. <laughs> Don't come through Prospect Park, girl. They gonna... <laughs> That's when the sexy fella, not when your kids get older. No. I met a sexy ass dude and he said he had a 12 year old daughter. I was like, no. <laughs> Fuck out of here. No. You can't get with a man that's got a 12 year old daughter because she is a bitch. She's a bitch. She is. She's a bitch. 
She's a bitch. Go home and look at your baby in the face, fellas. She's a bitch. She's a bitch. A evil Diane Carroll dynasty bitch. Alexis Carrington bitch. Erica Kane season 13 of All My Children. And I can say that every woman in this room. Remember 12? Remember 12? Bitches. It's true. And I know, I know what it is. I'm not her mama. She, she hates me. So that means it's going to be confrontation. She thinks she grown, so she want to talk to me like she grown. She want to hit you with the lean back and the screwed up face like she don't understand why, why words are coming out of your mouth directed at her. Um, don't worry if it's my bedtime. I go to bed when I want to go to bed. Because this my daddy house. I do what I want to do in my daddy house. You just worry about your life and you worry about your, where you at and you stay out my space and you stay out my Facebook and you stay off my Instagram you stay off my Snapchat you stay out the refrigerator when I'm in the refrigerator you stay away from my cooking. <laughs> it's going to be funny till I bow. Oh, I'm going to punch her in the face. I am. Now, I never punched a 12-year-old little girl in the face, but I feel like it's like punching a soft-shell crab. <laughs> right? You think it's gonna hurt, but them bones ain't formed yet. <laughs> Her face is a whole soft spot. It's paper mache. It's not even really there. And you can't get back with a dude after you punched his daughter in the face. There's no card that you can get him. Right? I've been to the sympathy aisle. They got like, I'm sorry you lost your job. Sorry your grandmama died. It's nothing that says, I'm sorry I punched your daughter in the face. Because she talks so fucking much. Y'all had a good time, Hadia Robinson. Thank y'all so very much. This message comes from Two Dope Queen sponsor, BetterHelp. If you had an extra hour in the day, how would you use it? BetterHelp Online Therapy can help you figure out what's most important to you so you can prioritize it. Learn to make time for what makes you happy. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Visit BetterHelp.com slash DopeQueens today to get 10% off your first month. What should I play? I haven't even tried this piano yet. Why don't we play a little bit of a piece that I think you might know. It's a new season of the Open Ears Project. I'm Terrence McKnight, here with stories from people who share the piece of classical music that guided them through some of the most important chapters in their lives. Listen now wherever you get podcasts. comic coming up next. You may have seen him on Broad City and Girls. Please give it up for Jordan Carlos! Hey, 
Hey guys, how's it going? Yay, good times. Yay, excitement. Um, I, uh, I'm a married uh, person. Uh, anybody else committed themselves? Oh, there's a boo. That's great. Um, it's good. Healthy hostility already. It's good. I've been married for a long time now. I love, uh, I love, uh, I love my wife. Um, sound like I'm trying to convince myself. I love my wife. Um, but I, there's no where we are uh, in our relationship. There's like no music for us anymore. Um, like love songs are like at the beginning of a relationship or the end. You know, they're always like I want you or like I wanted you. You know, and there's no. <laughs> There's nothing for those like in between years. There's no song that's like, I want you to want to want to do the dishes. That's not a top hit burning up the charts. There's no like, are we going to your mother's house for Thanksgiving? Uh, I know it's annoying, but I like to play. <laughs> not a song. Not a song. There's no like, did you watch Daredevil without me? Betrayal, betrayal. Are you gonna pretend like you didn't watch fucking Daredevil when you watch Daredevil without me? Yeah. Do you guys like hooking up to music? Do you like hooking up to music? You do? Anybody else? Cool. A good number of you. The others love creepy silence. That's, uh,. Real weird. Um, you like really quiet dungeon sex. <laughs> Apparently, like, yes, this is the real me. <laughs> but we can all agree that human beings have better sex than whales, can't we? <laughs> I think so. I'm sorry. If there's probably a whale in here that's like, you know what, man? Fuck you. You know, like, I didn't come in here for this shit. But humans are much better at having sex than whales. I know this because I was watching like a. a like this nature channel thing about it and it, was, it had like an English narrator so I was like I'm listening you know <laughs> like like when a British person tells you about nature you just believe it you know so he's like the humpback whale when the, when the male whale wants to have sex he calls a female and is like Doo-hoo! right so he he comes over and then he can stick his dick in but he doesn't have the power to like thrust he doesn't have the power so he has to be like Doo-hoo! and call another male whale I swear to God to push his butt for him. And if you're keeping score, that is your best friend in the whale pod. Comes and pushes your booty for you. Um, you imagine if humans had sex like that? That'd be insane. Like, I'm gonna hook up with Becky. Jeff, I fucking need you, man. You get down here and you push my butt. Excuse me, I pushed your butt three times last week. And Jeff just comes over, he like fucking caves. He's like, I'm a really good friend. I'm a good friend. And he pushes your butt. You know, he gives you that, what is that? That's torque. He gives you the torque that you need. That push tush, but his heart's not into it. And you're like, Jeff, you know how Becky likes it? Deep, sensual strokes. She's screaming it in your ear. That's why we're better than whales. <laughs> I mean, that means anybody, like, rich, poor, high, low, powerful, not powerful, even the president would have to have sex like that. That means, like, you know, Obama would be like, uh, yeah, I'm going to need this super secret service. You need to get up here and push my booty. 
Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. Because the POTUS is going to put it in the FLOTUS. See, say, pudding. See, say, pudding. Imagine if Donald Trump had sex like that. That'd be a fucking... Oh, this is so good. Oh, God. Oh, God. Push my ass. Get in there. Push it. Ivanka, I love you. Okay. Um, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> Are you guys voting for him? You're like, oh, how dare you? All right. Um... I have have an adorable dog, uh, which, if you haven't guessed by now, I'm married to a white. And, um... A a white person. But the only thing about being with a white person that you... I should have, like... There should be instructions. I had... I was, like, very surprised. I didn't... There's a lot of apple picking. There's just... A lot of apple picking that you have to do every fall. And I didn't know about it. Um, you guys love to pick apples. Um, I'm sorry. Some of you like to pick apples. Some of you like to pick berries. I'm sorry. So, anyway, on her third date, she was like, do you want to go pick apples with me? And I was like, time out. Did you just ask a black person to go pick something? Did you do that? Because we've picked everything we're going to pick. If you like picking so much, why didn't you do all the picking? And I've ruined apple picking for everybody. All right. Uh, before I get out of here, I will tell you this. I'm, uh, I'm also a dad. Does anybody else have a kid? No, fuck that shit. You all have pregnancy scares, and that's about it. Um... That's as close as you come. Um, so my daughter, her name is Izzy, right? It's a pretty normal name, Isabel. Um, but it's not normal by Brooklyn standards. This is what we heard on the playground the other day. It will crack you up. Um, this is what I heard. I heard the name, the name was, the mom goes, Barnaby. <laughs> Barnaby. Hold your brother Sebastian's hand. And I was like, What? They're going to grow up to be fucking hot air balloon captains with names like that. Barnaby and Sebastian roaming the skies together. Barnaby. Barnaby. Would you ever be afraid of anybody named Barnaby? Like, oh, shit, son. Barnaby's coming. Hide the saltwater taffy. Barnaby's coming. I can see him right now. He, he's, on his, he's on his unicycle and he's holding a sousaphone. A Barnaby's coming. He means business. Barnaby. Then I was in my building and I overheard this. This kid was behind me and the mother goes, Wolfgang! Wolfgang! By the way, it's only people from the 17th century in my building. Um, Wolfgang, it's time for brunch. That's what the woman said. It's time for brunch. And it's like, when I turn around, there better be like a little motherfucker in a powdered wig, <laughs> banging away in an organ, just like da 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 da. And there was, because it's Gowanus, but still, anyway. It's fucked up. But my neighbor, he takes the taco. And by the way, I know a lot of you are like, Wolfgang didn't play that. Uh, okay. Go fuck yourselves. All right. <laughs> actually, actually, um. But my neighbor takes a taco. He, he named his son Steel. 
Steel? I was like, really, Brooklyn? We're just naming people after fucking just raw goods now? Steel, this is my other son, Manganese. It's my daughter, Boron. Our family tree is the entire periodic table. <laughs> anyway, you guys have been great. My name's Jordan Carlos. This is so much fun. Good night. Give it up for Jordan Carlos! Okay, BRB, babies. YQY. I'm Terrence McKnight. Join me for a new season of the podcast where people tell stories about the classical music that shaped their lives. I'm Tom Hiddleston. My name is Natalie Joachim. I'm Marin Alsop, and you're listening to The Open Ears Project. You're going to meet some incredible people, and maybe, like them, fall in love with a piece of music. The Open Ears Project. Listen wherever you get podcasts. vibrator for my birthday last year. The magic, magic wand. I haven't heard shit about it since I gave it to you, so what's the update? Uh, So I I, uh, used it this weekend. Um, Which one? So is it, I think it was Hitachi, right? Yes. I guess that's right, a classic. Um, A staple in any woman's night night side drawer. Okay, go ahead. I, uh, I don't know. It was just kind of like yeah, I don't know. I, like, didn't love it. Like, I didn't Did love... Did you just, like, plug it in, turn it on, and stare at it? <laughs> no, I put it, I put it on my lady bits, but it just was, like, annoying that I had to hold something. I just want to get this straight. You are not lazy enough to decide to manually service yourself, but you are lazy enough to not want to move around your Hitachi wand to yes. give yourself a temporary moment of ecstasy and bliss. Like I no was. thoughts of the day, no stressors. You don't have to think about people dying in the streets for just half a second. Right. No. So I like at one point I like put I had it on and it was like meow and then <laughs> so where I just want to just let's take a step back. Okay. Um, where were you? Were you like in your bedroom? I was like, in my bedroom just... on my new like CB2 bed. Very important. Very important. Um, and uh, it was it was a very it was very nice. It has like a sort of like rustic like just this literally better be pertinent to the story. <laughs> no, I just love this bed. Great, That's great, it. great, great. So we're never gonna get this time back. Okay. <laughs> At the end of our lives, we're gonna think about and we're gonna be like, fuck, why do I know that? Okay. That, that stupid ass rustic bed. Um, okay. So I had it on. I, so I, I was chilling on my bed. And I was yeah. like, all right, I've been out. I've been drinking. Um, and so I was like, this is going to be so lit. This is like going to be more lit than like Mr. Holland's opus. I'm like, this yeah. is going to be so amazing. Which is a stupid ass barometer, I understand. She but <laughs> She is like always talking about Mr. Holland's opus. And I'm like, how is that like your fucking litmus of all the bodies of work? Like, wh- How? What about, like, the Emancipation Proclamation? (laughs) That was a dope body of text. (laughs) That one was lit as fuck. (laughs) Some to consider. So I was like, I had some rosé. This is going to be, like, super funsies. So I, like... Well, you know, I had, like, it loose. Like, silk pajamas, like, TLC (laughs) Creed. Fan blowing. 
flat press, like flat iron press and curl. All right. Um, and so then I, I turned on some porn. Um, uh, what kind of a porn? It was, so I, uh, there's a category called female friendly, and yeah, that's like yeah, what yeah. I it's love. It's like just not trash. It's not trash. It's like, they're like somewhat enjoying it. So yeah. I was like, all right, great. This is fantastic. That's what's so funny about it is that it's not for women. It's for people that aren't fucking assholes. Yeah. <laughs> because I can't get out of my head whatever. I just see whatever's called for men porn. It's like every hole this woman has. Yeah. Like every nose. <laughs> He's like, you like it in your nostrils? Like no She's one like, does. Ah, yeah. No one does. No one does. So this is just, like, put in, like, the appropriate hole. Yeah, that's beautiful. It's like, that's Okay, it. so you were, like, having a, a lady-filled evening. Right, so I was like, this is so fab. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, like, I was, I turned on my Hitachi, and... Um... Also could be your Tamagotchi as well, but continue. <laughs> I monitored my pet. <laughs> um, and, yeah, the whole, like, having to hold it, I was like... I, I'm just not, I don't know. Talk just, to me about your ideal um, solo journey. Because <laughs> if there's, do you want it to be hands-free? Yeah, if it was hands-free, just like at one point during the sesh, I like put it, it was like on, so I just rested it on like my mattress or like on my bed or whatever. And uh-huh, I just like works. laid on top of it. <laughs> <laughs> you, uh, you were like, you. <laughs> Superman! <laughs> That's how I feel whenever I'm doing sexual things alone. Just like sometimes, like, because you know I play The Sims a lot. I yeah. imagine myself <laughs> looking down on me being like, oh my God. <laughs> or like when like family members pass away or like people pass away and they're like, I'll always watch you. And sometimes yeah. you're like, ah, sometimes you shouldn't though. Yeah. <laughs> That's probably one of the... Like, your grandma who, like, ran on the Underground Railroad or whatever (laughs) was, like, looking and was like, oh, boy. um." What did I work for? (laughs) Okay. Um, So, yeah, I think I'm just, like, too lazy for a vibrator. But I want to give it, like, another try. Like, I I think... I think me being tipsy, I was like already in a lazy mood. So I feel like I think next time I need to have like a cold pressed juice beforehand. You should wake up, hit the cardio, right. take a shower, hop out, see how you feel. Exactly. Um, or just get somebody, you know, to come and swipe right and just come and do that for you. Yeah, that's true. So uh, that was my, my journey. I felt, I, felt like, I felt like I was letting you down as like my vibrator coach. I, I know. I mean, I like lay you down every time we talk about anal, so it's like fine. <laughs> All right, you guys ready for our final comic this evening? This guy is hilarious. He is currently a writer on Broad City. Please give it up for Kevin Barnett. Hey. Oh, shit. Such a dramatic response. Usually I say, hey, no one says anything. I really appreciate this shit. <laughs> All right. Um, talk about some stuff. Try to struggle through this set, man. Last night I ate a weed brownie. Ended up <laughs> at Checkers. Ate three Checker burgers. Man, I don't know what fucked me up more, the brownie or the Checkers. But we'll see what happens, man. Talk about some stuff. All right. 
So the other day, I was walking through my area. My hood is like kind of like a lot of warehouses a lot. There's a lot of warehouses around, so it's dark. It was late at night. It's dark. There's not a lot of people on the street. The only people on the street is me and this big-ass dude two blocks down the street and this girl, right? And that's a little bit. This guy, it's like 2 in the morning. It's late. No one's around. This guy starts hollering at this girl, like, aggressively. Like, and the girl, she got tensed up. She was scared, right? And I was mad. It's clearly, it's late at night, and this girl is scared, and this guy's hollering. I'm like, man, what the fuck is this, man? What type of shit? You, you see the girl is scared. Why the fuck are you bothering her? I was mad. Like, what the fuck type of dude would do this shit? I was fucking pissed off, right? I was going to say something. And then as soon as he passed by the girl, he finally left her alone. He looked up, and he saw me, and he goes, oh, shit, Kev Barnett, huge fan. And at that point, I'm like, well, this is a great guy. <laughs> I was so happy, man. I don't get recognized a lot, so every fan is a friend. I hugged him up. I was like, yo, I love you, man. Let's go out there and yell at these bitches in the dark together. And we did. <laughs> It was a fantastic evening. From Florida, I like to go down there every now and then and hang out. I don't need your applause, man. I like to go down there every now and then, hang out with my friends. I was down there a little bit ago, go see a football game. My friends were very excited. Like, yo, Kevin, man, the crew is back together again, man. The crew is back. Yo, Kev, man, you down to this Molly tonight? We're doing this Molly. And I was like, look, man, I'm not doing Molly, man. I don't do drugs. Personally, I listen to my dear counselor. It's not going to happen. It's not my style. They're like, come on, man, just have some of this, man. We got all this. Just have some. You don't got to give us nothing. Just have it. I'm like, no, I'm not doing it. Y'all know I'm not into that shit. It's not happening. Like, all right, that's cool. Can we get you a drink? I was like, yeah, sure you can get me a drink. And they went and got me a drink. And apparently, crumbled up Molly in my drink. And yo, did y'all know that if you're on Molly and you have no idea that you're on it, you think that for a moment you found true happiness? <laughs> like, I was having one of the best nights of my entire life. I remember I was dancing with this one girl and her arms are soft and they kept filling up. I was just like, damn, girl, your arms feel like mashed potatoes. <laughs> And she was like, what? And I was like, no, nah, you understand. I love mashed potatoes. And I couldn't have been happier. I couldn't have been happier. Never been happier in my life. The next morning, I'm hanging out with my friends. I'm like, yo, why the fuck was last night so awesome? They were like, nigga, you was on drugs. And at first, I was mad. I was fucking pissed. Because you always hear horror stories about this type of thing. It's always bad. And I used to wonder, like, who would do that? What type of person would crumble up drugs in another person's drink without telling them? And apparently the answer is good friends, man. Drugs are great. I do that shit all the time. I had some this weekend. It was wonderful. The time I was down there, I was also hanging out with my friend, A.B. A.B.'s kind of a black militant, which means like his whole thing is hating white people. You can say the one thing A.B. truly loves in this world is hating white people. It's fascinating. And I went to college with A.B. And while we were in school together, he was always very aggressive about trying to get me to be a part of that mentality. You know, like he'd always come up to me like, look around you, brother. Okay? You see all these students, all this faculty, all your teachers? Huh. Now you may think it's all good. But I need you to remember one thing, my brother. Okay? And that's that they don't want us here, brother. All right? 
Remember that, Kevin. They don't want us here, brother. All right, Kevin? Remember that. They don't want us here, brother. <laughs> Might just be like, yeah, but... A.B., man, you on full scholarship, man. I mean, <laughs> they specifically want you here. I appreciate the sentiment, but you're not the best person to speak for this movement. A lot of shit happens, though. There's a lot, you know, people get upset about. I do comedies. Y'all can see that. And every once in a while, I get to go to some cool stuff. I was at this event a little bit ago. There was a bunch of well-known musicians, comedians there. At one point, I go to the bar. And uh, while I'm at the bar, there's this drunk white girl next to me, stumbling all over the place. Well, you know the type. And uh, at a certain point, she looks up, and she sees me. And uh, her eyes go wide with recognition, right? And in my head, I'm like, oh, of course. She must recognize me, Kevin Barnett. <laughs> International comedy sensation. <laughs> and then, as she's looking me dead in the eyes, and her eyes reach their apex of recognition. And why does she? She's looking me dead in the eyes. She goes, oh my God, Future? And I was like, what? Because, <laughs> first of all, Future was nowhere near this party. That's the first thing. Second of all, I look nothing like Future in the slightest. The dude has dreads with highlights in them. Which leads me to believe that this girl lives in a world where probably every black dude she sees is Future. Which, if I'm being perfectly honest, sounds like an incredibly exciting world to be a part of. It's like, how was last night? Oh, last night? It was crazy. I went out to the bar. Guess who I met? My favorite rapper, Future. Then I went out on the dance floor, danced with a whole bunch of futures. <laughs> and I even waited in the bathroom line with another future. That's why I got so many albums. There's probably millions of them. And she's saying all this, and she's staring at me. I'm fucking mad as shit, right? And she's like, oh my God, future, I love you. You're my favorite rapper. I love you so much. And I'm fucking mad staring at this girl. She's saying all this. Because, you know, there's all types of racial implications that be going on. And I'm mad at what's happening. And she's like, man, you just, you're my favorite rapper. Whatever you want for the rest of the night, I'm going to buy you whatever you want. And I was fucking mad. I'm like, I'm going to tell this girl off. And so what I did, I took that moment, and I was staring her dead in the eyes. And what I did was, I wrapped an entire verse of I Served the Bass, man. Because look, margaritas was 12 bucks. I'm not stupid. I'm not dumb. Save your money, man. I sold out my people for a $12 margarita, which I think is fine. I think what a lot of people worry about nowadays is being politically correct. That's always a thing that's an issue when people are afraid of offending people, which to me is stupid because if your intent was not to offend somebody, you shouldn't be worried about them getting offended in the first place. But it happens. People act different when there's different people around them. I've been guilty of it. I'm not proud of it. This happened a little bit ago. This girl I knew was throwing a birthday party. And I was like, oh, where is it at? She's like, oh, it's at this gay bar. I'm like, perfect. Hell yeah, I'm going. I love compliments. And <laughs> I get to the place, and the place is packed. Everyone's dancing. At one point, I go to go charge my phone. It's a very narrow area between my phone is charging and the rest of the bar where it's packed and everyone dancing. Only enough room for like one person in this area. And uh, there's this dude behind me just dancing, just killing to the song that's playing. And after a little bit, he comes up behind me, right? He's sort of like grinding on me. And in my head, I'm like, oh, this guy, he must not know that I'm not gay, you know? But I didn't want to be like, yo, step off! And look like some type of homophobe. But then I didn't know what to do in a situation. I was, I was just kind of stuck, you know? So I just took it. <laughs> I just took it. And I got this dude grinding on me. The whole time, I'm like, well, is it weirder if I don't dance? Like, 
maybe I should throw it back on this dude, give him some rhythm. <laughs> and the dude just keeps grinding as it's happening, sort of like pushing me forward as it's going on. I'm like, Jesus Christ, this is the most aggressive dancing I've ever seen in my entire life. And I'm struggling with this moral dilemma. I don't know what to do. I'm like, I don't know how much longer I'm supposed to do this. Furthermore, I don't know how much longer this can go on before I have to tell my dad about what's happening. <laughs> And the dude just keeps grinding harder and harder, and I'm struggling inside, and finally, after a little bit, he's just like, Jesus Christ, move out the way! I've been trying to get by you! And uh, right then and there, I stepped aside, I let him by, and I learned a lot about myself and assumptions. You know, that dude probably wasn't gay at all, but the important thing is that I grew. I grew as a person in that moment, and that's the takeaway. But all right, y'all, I'm Kevin Barnett. Peace out. This has been a fantastic show. Uh, so keep it going for everybody you see tonight, guys. Thank you guys so much. Have a good night. Love you, Bye. mean it. You just heard Kevin Barnett, Jordan Carlos, and Hadia Robinson. Two Dope Queens is produced by Joanna Salataroff, Jim Poyant, Paula Schumann, and Rachel Neal. Our team includes Joe Plord, Dara Hirsch, Jeremy Bloom, Isaac Jones, Ed Haber, and Shanoa Estrada. Our theme music was composed by Jeff Brodsky. Hey, boo-boos! I'm so excited because my book, You Can't Touch My Hair, gets released this week. OMG, did you buy a book yet? Okay, well, get on it, please. Put me on the New York Times bestsellers list already, okay? Great. Now that that's figured out, I gotta let you know where I'm gonna be. This week, I'm gonna be in New York and LA, so go to phoebeRobinson.com slash tour for more info. Come say hi and buy another book. You can't always give it to a friend. And subscribe. Every time you subscribe to our podcast, an angel gets its wings. That does it for us. We out. Y-Q-Y-E. Uh. Oh, there it is, <laughs> yes. baby. Yas, gaga, yas. I'm so glad you're not a doctor. I'd be like, so you're having trouble with your labes? <laughs> and they'll be like, what? Open up your labes. Like, you're going to talk to, like, Huma like that. Yeah, like, I would never disrespect him. <laughs> like, I'm talking to, like, a, a real woman trying to solve a real problem. And I'm like, all right, let's get a look at your labes. You're saying you're having a little lab trouble? I want to check out your regime, Margaret Thatcher. <laughs> let's check under the hood. Margaret Thatch. I love Mark Thatch. Yeah, the Thatch. Thatch is dope, and yeah. Thatch is like sounds like a vagine. It does. Let me look at your Thatch, girl. <laughs> keep toe that Thatch up. <laughs> I got a very tight Thatch.